excited to be with you and also to be back from a very very long break so many things have happened and so many activities that um, I'm not able to continue but I want to thank God for the first two successful series and the first from of course the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ as recorded by St. John's and also the second from the book of Esther and by the special grace of God and we will begin a new series today from the epistle of Paul to the Colossians and we sincerely pray that the Lord Almighty will lead us and open up the heart of our understanding to understand what the gospel is truly is and so that we'll live a life that is worthy uh, of the Lord and worthy of our calling because there are so many things that are going on in the world especially in Nigeria you hear so many uh, wrong teachings that has become part of the trend and uh, in, the, in the body of Christ and no wonder many things are going on wrong and we want to believe that the only way we can hear God speak to us clearly is by reading his word is by hearing from what he has inspired the apostles the prophet of old to write to the church and that is the short thing that can actually transform life that is the only thing that can actually gives us this assurance of salvation and, and and that's the thing that will help us to focus on what the holy spirit wants us to learn and and not um, major on the minors of the things that we mostly do in Africa, especially in Nigeria, you know, focusing on self and what we get out of the scripture and out of church. Um, by the special grace of God, without a waste of any time, we are going to start and believing that the Holy Spirit will help us to go through this as we expound His word. He will shed forth His light in our heart so that we will understand uh, what he wants us to understand and as we increase in knowledge and wisdom God will help us that we'll be able to live the life that is worthy of the Lord so that uh, the, the light that the Lord has uh, put in our hearts in our life will shine for in our dark words and will be the salt of the earth as Jesus rightly said in Matthew chapter 5 so without any um, waste of time I'm going to Read two verses, I'll say a word of prayer and thanksgiving, and then we go into the study for today. Just as you learn it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work increasing in the knowledge of god 
Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful opportunity to begin this series again, the third series so far uh, from um, um, Fresh uh, Manna Minister Digest. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that truly you will feed us with the fresh manna that comes from the throne of grace alone as you expound your word to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Permit me to read, and that is the best way. I want to really say this because of the many things that are happening and it's becoming a trend which is wrong. We are messengers of God and I believe that we have no right to say anything whether to begin to prophesy. I've seen many times people come to preach and they begin to prophesy without reading the Bible. The first thing I believe that any minister, any servant of God should do is to first read the word of God before he says anything because that is the basis of the message that we have to say to the people and that is the basis of whatever authority within we have that we can de de declare to the people because it is a power of the written word that, that is being written for us that we, 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 we read, we understand, we expand, we digest that we'll be able to actually proclaim that to our life and that's what we'll be doing as we go through this series and and the lord will help us in jesus name colossians chapter one i'll start reading from verse one and we're breaking that in segment so that we're able to grasp exactly what god through the holy spirit and has written uh, by paul so that uh, we will understand what he truly wants us to understand so on colossians chapter 1 from verse 1 paul an apostle of christ jesus by the will of god and timothy our brother to the saints and faithful brothers in christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from god our father we always thank god the father of our lord jesus christ when we pray for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of these you have heard before in the word of truth the gospel which has come to you as indeed in the world whole world is bearing fruit and growing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth just as you learn it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good works, and increasing in the knowledge of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart in Jesus' name. And we're going to go through verses by verses because that is the right way to actually understand the man of God. It is precept upon precept, uh, line upon line, and that is the way we understand what the Bible is all about. You know, one of the errors that we make is actually taking words out of context and then we begin to apply it. I wonder how many times we really want to understand the man of God when we just take a verse and we feel that we were so much knowledgeable and we begin to expand it and people who are Actually don't know the word we see that as a rhema but that's the wrong rhema actually because for every text that we want to expound is found in a context 
and that context is found in a book and so unless we treat the bible like that we will not be able to understand the original pastoral intention that the holy spirit has inspired these apostles to write so Actually, this is the epistle of Paul to the Colossians. I understand that Paul wrote this uh, while he was in Rome in prison. But, but the church in, in Colossae was actually not planted by Paul, but uh, by Epaphras. But the, the good news was brought to Paul and to Timothy about how this Christians who have received the gospel are doing well. Apparently, nothing has gone wrong at this point, but we will see that actually they are faithful people, and that's what Paul actually said from verse 1, understand is from the apostle of God, and to be an apostle is by the grace of God, is by the calling of God. No one has the power to make anyone apostle unless God himself. And we understand that uh, time will not permit me to go through the, the rudiment of one to be an authentic apostle. You, you cannot be said to be an apostle except you have seen Jesus himself who commissioned you and sent you um, to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to preach the gospel or to do some certain things according to his original intention. You know, that could be an argument for another day. But we need to understand that this is Apostle Paul who God graciously elects who selected and called and commissioned him for the gospel to the Gentiles. And he is writing this, verse 2, he said, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. This is so amazing for Paul to begin to actually uh, show to Christians that actually saints, people can be sent while they are still alive. You know, we see that reputation when he was thanking and appreciating God for the love that it, the, the Christians in Colossae shows because they are not just showing their love towards men, uh, towards God, I mean, but also towards the saints. We're going to be seeing that. So first, uh, being a saint, you don't have to die then a ritual being performed before you have been declared a saint. We are actually sent because we are saved by God in Christ Jesus. And that is the gospel. We're going to be seeing a lot of things about the gospel. So permit me to even give this uh, first um, uh, teaching the topic, the genuine gospel. The genuine gospel. Why, why, why the genuine gospel? Because even at this point, Paul has begun to sense that there are false teachers who have begun to bring some false teachings. And, and, and then it has, uh, it has started becoming a, 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 a so-called gospel, another gospel. So this is part of the thing that Paul wanted to understand. There are saints already who are standing, but there are some that are about to fall because they have begun to listen to other teachers. So we are going to be seeing that as we go through verse by verse in Colossians. Then it will open up our eyes for me. The, the letter to the church in Colossae is a letter to every saint all, all over the world. And you, we're going to be seeing ourselves, especially the church in Nigeria and in Africa and all over the world, with so many similarities in this place. So, first of all, we need to understand there are living saints. People who are still alive, true believers who believe in Christ Jesus. They are saints because they believe in the finished work of God. In Christ Jesus, they understand that they can't help themselves and they believe that Jesus Christ is not just a prophet but he is divine sent by God to come and die in our place. And may I begin to expound even as we go forward to see that actually that's what we should thank God for that actually while we are alive, God has saved us from being sinners and he has made us sense in Christ Jesus. I think that's why this episode is so beautiful because you're, you're going to understand there's a manner that sense, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a power 
pattern, there's a way that every sense should condole himself. And that's why the gospel is so important. When we understand we are sent and we are saved by God, and then this, 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 this thing that makes us sent is not by cheap grace, but by the sacrificial death of Christ upon the cross, then it will make us understand that. I need to begin to walk like a saint. Until you understand that you are uh, a, a son of a king, you don't walk like a priest. And that's what you should understand. When you understand that you are a prince, then you there's a way you carry yourself. And this is so important for Paul to remind the brethren in Colossae that actually they are saints. They are faithful because they believe in Jesus Christ. And we see the usual trend in Paul's letter, mostly about grace and peace you know, Holy Spirit for, for them through the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, but here he just simply said it. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. That tells you more about the other things. But verse 3 he said, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I need you to be sensitive on how these words are being rendered so that you understand the rudiment of the Christian faith. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. Are you seeing now verse 4 and verse 2 are actually emphasizing about the reality of that they are living saints. So these Christians in Colossae actually are people who have received the gospel. And then Paul is so happy when he heard about their faith, not just in Christ Jesus, but about their faith and love that they have shown, genuine love towards other saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. I need you to see verse 5 with me. That Paul actually was thanking God because these people understand what the gospel is all about. Their, their, their reason for coming to Christ is not for the hope that they have on earth. You know, is the hope, is number one, is because of the hope they have in heaven. The hope that we have in Christ Jesus that actually when we die, we're going to resurrect because Jesus being the firstborn, we're going to be seeing that next week, of, 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 of the firstborn from resurrection has given us the hope that has been laid for us already in heaven. So, my brothers and sisters, this is what we should actually put our heart on. There are many things, let me say this sincerely, there are many things I understand about the gospel, that when we believe in Jesus Christ, understanding that he made the whole world, just imagine how God made, created the heavens and the earth and everything and everything that we see, and then he comes down to save us. There are some things that we are praying about, that once we understand this, we will stop praying about, and the things will just be taking, I mean, having their form in our life. And that's exactly what the gospel is all about. Our hope should be the hope that is found in Christ Jesus. The hope that is laid for us in heaven. Why? Because we heard from the word of truth. And when you go through all the gospel, the word of truth is emphasizing about the things of the kingdom of God. 
clearly, Apostle Paul have said in many places, I want to actually be focused in Colossians. But you see that he said that in Galatians, actually, the kingdom of God is not of meat, it's not of drink, but it's of righteousness, it's of joy, it's of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that is what should make us real excited about what God has done for us and what he has laid for us in heaven that will be revealed to us in the fullness when he returns so this is what we have heard from the word of truth the gospel now many people don't understand what the gospel is all about maybe because uh, of what we're seeing i think is uh, part of this uh series is going to be correcting many things it's going to be first polemic that is correcting internal error and it also is going to be apologetic correcting external errors so there are many songs we hear today in the in christian channels and we call it gospel song and actually when you listen to them there's nothing gospel about it it, it, it appeals to the hearing. It says things about how God has blessed me with this and that. But there's nothing gospel in it. So what is the gospel? And that's what we're going to be emphasizing today. The gospel cannot be said to be gospel if Jesus Christ is not at the center. And how can Jesus Christ be at the center? Is understanding that men are condemned because the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life. You know, no time for me to go back to see the creation of the world, how God made man perfect, but we don't understand that man have rebelled. You understand that it is true about every human being that 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 inward sin you know the struggling every day that proclivity for 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 human nature to always want to fall into sin but the good news uh, literally gospel means the good news why is it called the good news actually it has to be good news because god have done something what what man cannot do you know someone say what god have, cannot do does not exist you need to really understand exactly what god has done for, for 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 you and i as believers in christ jesus number one thing is that what god has done for you and i is that we are sinners he made us sin hallelujah he made us sin not because of any righteousness we have done of course you see that in ephesians chapter 2 from 8 and 9 he saves us not because of anything we have done but he saved us uh, through the grace that he has shown to us in christ jesus i'm trying to quote that correctly now i was about quoting galatians chapter uh 2 verse 20 you know he have saved us not because of the righteousness we have done but this is clearly what god have done for us the gospel actually is god showing forth for man what man cannot do because you understand that every religion on earth it is human effort to try to please god how you you ought to pray and fast and do this and that and you please god and we understand that because of human nature and sin we can never please god so god made the own way that man can actually get back to him so this is the gospel so the gospel cannot be said to be gospel except you see your righteousness and then you see the finished work of jesus upon the cross of calvary and then you put your faith in it and then you begin to walk in righteousness then that leads us to the next thing which okay let me read verse 5 again so that i can connect the verses because of the hope laid for up for us up in heaven of this you have heard before in the word of truth the gospel which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing food and growing and as it also does among you since the day you heard and understood the grace of god hallelujah you know the amazing thing i 
see in this passage is that actually the gospel came to me. Do you see the difference? There are men actually are striving, looking for satisfaction, looking for things in wrong places. But actually you understand that though you may be going to the church, but actually the gospel came to you. It is the gospel come to us first in the form of Jesus Christ. He left his throne, left his royal majestic throne. He came down to man. The gospel came to us. We see that right from Genesis chapter 3, that actually when man fell, it was God who came looking for man. Hallelujah. God has always been out there looking for those who will believe him. You know, our, our, our faith in Christ Jesus is not a blind faith. We see the reality. We see our shortcoming. We see our struggles as human beings. And then we see the finished work. That is the only thing that makes sense. We see men inventing all kinds of things, but he cannot. it cannot save us. In fact, what men have created is what is clean us, the weapons, everything we see, including religion. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a belief system, is a walk with God himself. And until we understand the gospel, then we will not understand this. And you see, I hear many people talk about grace. You know, somebody, a friend posted, or a brother posted, the doors opening to preach somewhere and then he was in flight and people are saying, oh, higher grace, higher grace. I'm saying that an unbeliever who has made money can actually get into a plane and fly. Does that mean that that is a grace? That is not grace. You know, many people have traveled worldwide. They don't even talk about it because that is not grace. What is the grace of God? The grace of God is that the gospel came to us. While we are yet in sin, while we are rotten in sin, while we are hopeless, the grace of God, God's riches at Christ's expense came to us and delivered us from our wretchedness of sin. And that is what makes sense. And verse 7 said, just as you have learned it from Epaphras, our beloved faithful servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love. Hallelujah. Another beautiful thing we need to see in this place actually is that there is a faithful servant called Epaphras. Epaphras is a faithful servant both as a co-worker to, to, to Paul and Timothy, but also as a faithful minister of God who expanded the gospel to the church and to the saint in Colossae. And this have made them to give their life and surrender their life or else accept the life of Jesus Christ. And that has made them to become faithful in how they live their life and how they showed forth their love towards other saints. And Paul is saying to them that, yes, you need to believe this, that you are genuine Christian because you have received the genuine gospel from a genuine minister of God. Hallelujah. So now, does that mean that there are some people who apparently are Christian and they are not genuine? Yes. I, as a person, before now, I have lived in the church for many times. I've heard so many sermons, but I cannot really say they were clear gospel. They were mostly one of some of the things I see today in our pulpit is people coming to preach with passion. Number one thing they do is that they preach about their self-righteousness, about what they have done that they feel that makes them holy. Number two thing is that they try to motivate people, you know, inspirational sermon, and mostly they are not in line with the word of God. And so in their in at that point, though they, they, they show zeal, but I'll call that zeal without sufficient knowledge. They have zeal. They, they love God. Know that you can't say they don't love God. They love God, but their knowledge is not sufficient. So, to some point, you can't really say they are faithful. So, 
in essence what they have presented to members who come to listen to them day in day out is not the true gospel so at the end of the day these christians cannot be said to be genuine christians god's mercy is there god's kindness is there god's grace is there but you see the struggling of these christians you see them mostly backsliding when they come to the church and they hear all kinds of promises from the bible eventually when it doesn't work for them they backslide or else they get discouraged why because they didn't hear the genuine gospel why because these pastors are trying to keep members who try trying to get members they are trying to maintain status quo so they could not be said to be faithful and genuine like epaphras and you see this is not what people want to hear uh, if, if, the, if, if, if I come saying that the Lord spoke to me about this and that and I begin to make some kind of revelation and the sad thing is that that's what people want to hear. People tend to believe on things more than expounding the word as it is given to us. May I slow down to say to us, do we think we are wiser than God? Do we think we are smarter than God? Do we think what we do in the church today is what will give us the riches and the healings and the deliverance that we are looking for? The simple thing that we should do is to believe in Jesus Christ and then read his word and take the word as it is. And then doors will be opened up. Without asking for doors to be opening, doors will be opening. Epaphras indeed was a faithful servant. And he was a faithful servant as a fellow worker. But also on behalf of the church in Colossae, he has been faithful. Verse 8. And he has made known to us your love in the spirit. You see the three things together. God the Father, God the Son, and now the Holy Spirit is also at work in the church in Colossae. Let me make the last point as we pray. I want to give you a key, a secret to understanding epistle. Most of the times we need to understand that the heart or the reason that Paul writes most of his letter is found in his prayers. And verse 9 said, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Why? So as to walk in manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. If there's anything we ought to increase in daily, is in the knowledge of God. That is the prayer for Paul when he heard about these wonderful Christians. His prayer was centered on God. Please make them stay and increase in your knowledge so that they walk worthy of the Lord. Let me say something about Paul's prayer. The example of Paul's prayer is a model of how to pray gospel focus gospel center prayers for ourselves and for others it would be wrong to end this study without praying fervently for these things we need to understand that when we come to church you see because we understand that people have need but may i say to us we don't have the power to solve people's need the person who have the power to solve people's need is god in Christ Jesus, he said, whatever you pray to God in my name, I'm going to give to you. But you need to understand, so what are you going to pray? That, then he said that, you know, the way he said that in John, I, don't, I didn't want to be quoting other passages. But this is what he said to them. When you obey my commandment, what is the commandment? You need to read the word. You need to stay in the word. You need to increase in the knowledge of God. You need to bear fruit. Then when you ask anything in his name, he answers us. The Lord will help us. 
that as we continue to learn together, the eyes of our understanding will continue to be open to understand what is the gospel truth, what is the faithful gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In this new series, I'm going to be doing something, each of the series, trying to pick a thing that I see as a wrong thing that is trending in the church in Nigeria and then of course as found in our each of the studies and then I will deal with it and like today I try to that's why I digress a little and then try to say some few things about the gospel I want to ask us to really go and do this primary assignment asking ourselves genuinely what is the gospel what is the gospel? The question I want to ask us again is, this kind of gospel that we hear today in our pulpit, in our churches here in Nigeria, is it the same gospel that is preached all over the world? The same gospel we preach about prosperity, about protection and all that. When you go, when when this same gospel is preached in a place like UK, US and other places, will it be appreciated? Is that the gospel? The gospel is one. That's what you should know. The gospel is one in everywhere. That is exactly what Paul said. It is the same gospel. That has been preached all over the world that has come to you and that is the only gospel that bears fruit that is the only gospel that ensures growth the gospel that makes sense to every human being is the gospel of our lord jesus christ that you can save yourself and god has made a savior in jesus christ when you believe you put your faith in him trusting him daily walking acknowledging the truth and word walking worthy of the Lord, not judging others, but looking inwardly at how you can how you can please Him. That is the gospel, and by so doing, God prompts us, God shapes us, and God, God uses this same gospel to transform us, and then naturally will bear fruit. And as we continue to do that, the Lord Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. Today we stay longer because it's the first, and I believe that the next series will not be as long as this. Please do well as you listen and share with other people. We, we make sacrifices and watch all kinds of things. This is part of the thing you can do. It could be part of the evangelism as you share this with brothers and sisters, um, family and friends, and the Lord will bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next week. The Lord bless us. Amen.